0: Feral audio.
1: shopping online has never been easier with feralaudio.com you click on that shop now at amazon button and it's it's good for feral artists the same for you jd you know what i did this week what? i went on amazon
2: through the feral audio portal and i bought a bunch of prog rock so oh. you guys are all gonna get a little bit, a little taste uh, of my program uh, purchase your On passion Amazon,
3: through the Feral Audio Portal. Your passion is phenomenal, and Steve, that's one hell of an anecdote. And it's
4: going to become a genre. Got yeah. some Canterbury scene stuff. Oh, thank God.
1: Oh, boy. Speaking of passion.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Trade isn't, our passion for glory. Isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, summer's over. Wow. Yeah, it sucks, don't it? This song's kind of cool though. It's a bit disco y. Great Drives... segue. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I just wanted to go, you know. Natural. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Summer's over. But this song doesn't suck. Just like the one winged duck. Hey, yeah. yeah. Did you say duck? Yeah, I think you said duck. <laughs> yeah, that well... makes
2: it, I like that version better. <laughs> I like that song about the white winged duck. <laughs> hey,
4: did you guys watch the Olympics? You know, I wanted Not to, really. but I,
2: I just couldn't get motivated. Oh,
4: well. <laughs> Well, you got four years to do that, but also in those four years, did you know that as old as we are, we could still win an Olympic medal? Well, sure. Yeah. We could do equestrian. We could shoot. We could do archery. I bet we could do curling.
3: Yeah. Winter. We could we're, do some... Veg. Yeah. We're from Michigan. That should We should be natural. It's
4: two years away, but you know. Uh, we could also do skeleton. That's where you just lay down and let gravity take you. Ooh. Yeah. All the skill sports that require little actual athleticism. You know, the fake sports. We mm. could win medals in those. The amusements. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we need to be properly motivated, probably by a podcast, so what? let's do it ourselves, I guess. So no more songs about chasing tail, more songs about chasing the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like t- tail, but... Well, I mean, chase, chase a rooster or something. I don't know, it has a tail. Anyways. Ch- chase a cock?
3: Oh, for God's sakes, get on with it.
4: Anyways. I of the Tiger started it all, but I think we could do it a little bit better, do it a little bit harder. Mm. I think we need a new genre today to inspire the greatness within ourselves. I I think we need some heavy metal, which is spelled M-E-D-A-L. Woo!
0: Let's do it!
3: Just like your rock bands genre. All right, why don't we bring it down a little bit, guys?
1: Hey, this is Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast. This is a podcast that creates genres of music, and then we count down the best songs in that genre. My name is J.D. Riznar. Explainer-in-chief over there is Hollywood Steve. Hello, I'm Hollywood Steve. Uh, That's my name. Volume
2: (laughs) Control. You challenged me, bro. Volume Control Cops,
1: Dave Lyons. Hey, Dave Lyons, how you doing? And Mr. Inspirational. Yeah Hunter, mm,
4: Hunter, he's in the, I'm in the cap. He's in the. I'm in the captain's seat today.
1: He is, but we'll get to your genre in just a minute. Because we created the internet show Yacht Rock, we like to throw a bone to a, a Yacht Rock classic every week. So Dave, what song are we listening to today? This is Jar
3: with the song Scene Twenty Nine, and I want to start this off with a bit of an apology to Hunter. No need. We all share ideas together on a team messaging app because Steve doesn't have an iPhone, but we ar- archive all of our super important thoughts, and we tend to research and burrs. I got excited when I discovered this one. But it turned out Hunter already knew about it, and he should really get credit for this. But don't worry about it. We're a team. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't all in his research. Who, all who, the credit goes this, to the JAR. Yeah, who made this song? Who really gets the credit all for right. this song? Well, the real credit does go to JAR. J-A-R stands for Jay and Randy. Woo! We're talking about Jay Graydon and
1: Randy Goodrum. Oh my God! Yeah. Listen, with everything they had going back in the '70s and '80s, how did they have time to put Jar together? I mean, Jay was on every—he was playing guitar in every single song, producing albums. He had Airplay, another band. How did they have time back then for Jar? Yeah. Here's the thing. What's the
3: story, Dave? Surprisingly enough, this is from 2008.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah.
3: The latest Yacht Rock. Yeah, this is the most recent I've found. Uh, they self-labeled, uh, the self-labeled super, super group was way late for the standard Yacht Rock window, but they uh, described themselves as Steely Dan meets Airplay and Pages. I can get with that. Yeah. But, I mean, just listen to it. The fucking sound is there.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, I have a theory about Jay Graydon that when he formed Air- Airplay with David Foster, he was jealous of what Toto had. Like, Toto were these studio musicians who came together and made this awesome band. So he was like, I want that, too. So he made Airplay. Well,
2: I'm I'm an awesome studio
1: musician. I'm Jay Grady. That was kind of what everybody in Yacht Rock kind of did. Yeah, exactly. And then this time, though, I think he heard the new Steely Dan albums that came out in the aughts. And he was like, I want that, too. These albums sound a lot like Two Against Nature and Everything Must Go.
4: You don't think... They may have watched our web series. <laughs> so we capitalize on this. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe that. Two thousand eight, I mean Well,
3: they did make
1: their own little short films. Uh, <laughs> did, of, the of the recording of the Of them uh, making the album. Oh yeah, there's some really great videos on YouTube of these two singing songs from the cell. You know,
4: I found those enjoyable. They're great. I don't know if we all did, but I found them great. Well,
3: they they got a little long, um, and it was basically them clowning around with each other and talking about how they wrote the songs, and one of them would have been fine for the album, but they got up to six of them going through each song, and then after six, they just stopped. I think the uh, intern they hired to film them probably had to go back
1: to school. Oh, here's, the, here's an unfortunate part of this song. Yeah. So there's this awesome J-grade guitar solo right here. It's it's great. Yeah. 2008, old man. Mm-hmm. He looks like an uncle in a Hawaiian shirt and video. With a bad dye job. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, That's the kind of uncle I want to look and like. And so listen, this guitar solo is so awesome, and then they do this. They do this. Cut. Cut.
2: I, I say, I, I, I see nothing in the script regarding a guitar solo. I mean...
4: <sighs> they're That's doing some spot, spot on,
3: spot on mm-hmm. accent
2: They, uh, Th-
4: they on, thought there was a comedy
2: Oh
3: uh, man <laughs> He's doing this warbly voice Listen I, I speak for anything Warbly
1: warbler or whatever He yeah, calls, calls himself warbly warbler yeah. Listen song, I'm enjoying the song It's so good they do this garbage They think they're super funny like Steely Dan Well yeah so it's almost get it.
3: it's almost like a nod To Steely Dan but their humor just Really misses the mark Yeah.
1: Well, Steely Dan was much meaner,
3: and yeah, dark, dark sarcastic. Yeah, that's, dark, that's sarcastic. what makes things
4: funny. Is, yeah. is yeah. dark sarcastic. Yeah. These guys are just nice guys. Their videos are great. I recommend, because you get to see Jay Graydon
1: sing, and it's adorable. Yeah, we talk so much about Jay Graydon. Here's a chance to see him. Yeah. And and Randy
3: Goodrum looks like he's got everything all together. Yeah. Yeah, you can check him out at uh, JarZone.com. Watch the videos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) How did they get that? How did they get that URL?
3: Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't taken. I guess uh, JarZone.gov was already spoken (laughs) for. Uh, But what's really remarkable about this collaboration is you can see two friends and Yacht Rock icons Continuing to make Yacht Rock together, thirty years after The Sweet Spot, and it's pretty damn good. And I just had another thought. So if these guys did watch Yacht Rock
4: by 2008, they were definitely going. At least Graydon had to been like, "Where the fuck am I?"
1: Holland <laughs> <laughs> oats is getting all this press. Fucking McDonald and Logan. <laughs> <Fucking Jay Drayden. laughs> I'm ch- they didn't mention me once. Yeah, Holland Oats isn't even really Yacht Rock. <laughs> Get a camera in the studio. Give me Randy. Those good Philly group. fuckers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good times, guys. Should we? <laughs> Sorry,
4: Jay. Sorry, Randy. We just really
1: learned that. Yeah. We love you now. Oh, yeah.
2: Baby. You Be know re- where? You know where we are? We're in the jar zone, baby. <laughs> We're now <laughs> in the com. jar zone. Same We're gonna die.
0: 29.
2: Well, that wrapped up nicely. Perfect
4: timing. And you guys spoke over the thing. Beyond
0: the Yara.
1: What thing? This thing.
4: That thing. Oh. Oh. Hey! <laughs> Whew. Boy, those Stallones. They knew music, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. First, ha- first hand-picking Survivor to give Rocky three a little extra pizzazz, as, as if Thunderlips wasn't enough. Ooh. <laughs> Side note, did you know Another One Bites the Dust was supposed to be the theme, but Queen said no? So then Sly just grabbed this other band and said, hey, let's do the first fucking metal song. That was the old song, that was Eye of the Tiger. Well, here we are now. Frank Stallone. Yeah. The genius. Sly and the Family Stallone Other side note Other Other side note When I was a kid I knew there was a There was Sylvester Stallone And I knew he had a brother And I thought his name was Sly uh, and, then I, and, and then I found out his name was Frank and I was like that's the,
3: not cool who, who
1: the fuck is sly
3: when I was a kid I got Sylvester Stallone and John Travolta confused I couldn't understand which was which makes sense
1: I got I got banned on Twitter but blocked on Twitter by Frank Stallone because he says he's sick of America being so PC so I called him a wop motherfucker and <laughs> <laughs> he blocked me <laughs> <laughs> he's so PC. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe he needs
2: a safe space. <laughs> no. Maybe he needs a participation trophy.
4: <laughs> well, what we're hearing now, this is far from over. This is when Frank Stallone was awesome. Harry's going, hey, my bro's got the right al- idea. I'll write a song that makes staying alive sound like it's taking a five.
2: <laughs> yeah? Hey, my, good writing.
4: Yeah. Because Far From Over as classic hard-driving metal. It's almost heavy. It's still too disco-y. So why, but why is this metal? Well, it's a song written to inspire the everyman to accomplish great things. Which could be used in a movie, I guess. And as we know, basically every song ever written is usually about love. And usually when motivation is involved, it's about the motivation of fornication. But not this. At their core, metal songs are about accomplishments of the non-sexual kind and stepping up to the challenge of the moment. Your heart can yearn, but this yearning bring, brings recognition, legacy, and accolades. Not pussy or wiener, respectively. And it's a personal struggle. Yes, it's its usually it, yeah, coming from the inside.
3: Yeah, you can only blame your failure on yourself. Not on somebody else or on a girl that thinks you aren't as cool as Kyle Wasson just because he plays football.
2: Yeah, you can only blame your failure on yourself. It's just like that kind of the, the same kind of uh, uh, doctrine that that uh, you know those those mid-level marketing schemes, the pyramid schemes, uh, use to blame you if you re- if you don't resell all the crap you were required to buy from them.
1: If you don't buy an I'm Bob Seeger shirt from Yachtrock.com, print available for pre-order. Continue, but yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm understanding this
2: genre hunter as. The triumph of Reagan imperialism. This is like, okay. this is subconscious training for the heroism of battle. You know, it's it, it's this kind of inspirational individualism that make you, makes you think you can do anything you want if only you set your mind to it. It's all you, it's all individual responsibility. See, you don't need government assistance. You don't need welfare. You don't need labor unions. You don't even need to ask for directions. Hi, I'm Hollywood Noam Chomsky.
0: Welcome <laughs> to the show.
4: Wow. Okay. Uh, what I was going to say also, (laughs) well, while that was really driving towards the end is that metal, especially heavy metal. Now that wasn't heavy because of, I'll explain in a second, but it had a a part of metal, which heavy metal, which you really need and needs to help remove self doubt with by driving, let you stay laser focused by continuing that anxiety or uh, getting rid of that anxiety. (laughs) So you're not. seeing... <laughs> sorry, Steve. Steve Ooh. rattled me. Anyways, yeah, but we ain't seen nothing yet. We're all, we're all a little rattled. Let's let's get to let's hear something that's a little closer.
0: Ooh. Ooh. You got
4: the touch. I sure all right. do. I sure yeah. do. Yes.
0: You got the power.
4: So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so here here we have Stan Bush with with the touch. I'm sure we've all heard this. Uh, side note, another side note, this, this today could be Stan Bush's genre, but like a marriage, I'm limiting myself to one Bush today. <laughs>
3: the mere fact that you said you're limiting yourself, this tells me the genre's giving you confidence already. Yes, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it ends. Uh,
1: so, what do we hear? Your marriage? What? No, the show. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you guys. All right, It's going to end with us giving Hunter a stroke. <laughs> that's how his marriage is going to end. Okay. Well, that's okay, because we
2: got the touch. We
4: can give him a stroke. Well, we so, might have the touch. Too, if, we can, if I can talk about it. So what do we hear in heavy metal? Well, first, as we just heard a while back ago now at this point... We get a warm-up period, a time to tie our shoes or stretch. Always stretch.
1: This is this is usually a synth-based and slower warm-up. It practically all these songs start with this synth fanfare. Yeah, I'll point them out when they yeah, come. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk it's about. It's really
3: it. a, it's a, it's there. Next, it fucking rocks. Good, good point, Dave. Thank you. I I sort of trailed off there. Yeah.
4: i just gonna have a sip of beer. Go ahead, Hunter. Man, we're really on our game today. And okay. We have fun. So it's... These songs fucking rock, the singer wails, the guitar is ripping, and the rhythm section doesn't take a beat off, just like you kind of heard in the... <laughs> You said beat off. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and this is important, as I was saying, because it needs to push you higher and onto greater things. And finally, metaphors. Lots of metaphors. Everything's burning, you're walking on edges of stuff like razors or the sky. The moment is not a normal place, it's unique, it's exceptional, and it deserves appropriate language.
1: Yeah, the very prominent cliche in heavy metal is describing something that usually doesn't catch on fire, being on fire. Most often hearts.
3: And I, I'd like to add that it's the, not necessary, but it's a perfect song for a training montage yes. in a movie. It's not a requirement, but as Hunter would
2: say, bonus points. Yes, yes. You could at least picture it as a training
1: montage. So I think this is a great genre, and this is exactly what we do so well here, at Beyond Yacht Rock, that no one else can do, no matter how hard they try. We sometimes find, we we find people have felt that, uh, you know, this is something people have felt is out there but they've never had the right term to wrap their brains around and give it a name. Yeah, even people have said
4: like, Hey, you know know this song? You ever thought about this song? But it's not a
1: genre. You gotta make it into a genre. Yeah, this is the kind that like... When you find a song that fits to this, it gives you chills. I'm sure, like Hunter, as you were doing research, you'd find another one of these heavy yeah. metal songs. But, oh my God. Yeah. This is perfect. George Orwave, the same way. Yeah. Like, I, I, I fun still fun find discussion. them. I yes. still find them. I find a Ray Parker Jr. George Orwave song. I'll share it with Ooh, you. Ooh, fantastic. Um, I think it's called. Mechanical lover or something. like That <laughs> That sounds fantastic. Um, but anyway, this is great. This I'm is glad great you guys are right pumped away.
4: up. And oh, yeah. I want—I just want to remind past genres, future genres. Everything's happening. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah.
3: We're gonna. We're, we're inspired.
2: inspired. I want to remind everyone also at home, because podcasting is, is is an audio medium, that every time we say metal in this show, it's M-E-D-A-L. Just a, just a reminder. And yeah. also, we're all very handsome.
3: Uh-huh. Yes, I also want to... Re- yeah, that's a good uh-huh. thing to remind and people. L- and let
1: me remind you that Steve will be spelling metal every time we <laughs> say metal.
4: And one last thing... These songs hearken the spirit of the warrior, the gods of the earth and sky, the deities that allow inner energy to be transmuted into awards. So enjoy today's bumpers.
2: Number 10.
4: All right, so here we have our first synth opening, extremely extended. It's a warm up, do a quad stretch. We're about to get into it.
1: It's like the official song of the Galactic
4: Space Nerd Olympics. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Yeah, which yeah, they it's... give out moon
3: medals. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting a little weak, but it's it's gonna fucking kick in. Yeah, this is Livonia,
4: this is... Michigan's own 707 Lumbonia. coming on like a coming on like a Megaforce with the song Megaforce from the movie Megaforce.
2: There it I is. I checked to see if this was uh, released on the underground metal label Megaforce, but it wasn't. It was released on Boardwalk. Yeah, still pretty good. Yes.
4: It's only number 10, though. I chose this song to lead as number 10 for a couple reasons. One, it's a perfect call to action for your pursuit, so it kicks off the playoff, playlist well. Uh, number two, it's missing a driving synth. It had the synth in the beginning, but it doesn't have that driving synth in the, in the actual song, but the rhythm of guitar picks up the slack. But it's, la- it's lacking that integration to that opening fanfare. And last because it's kind of a uh, Camaro Summer crossover. There's a little bit of message in the rock and roll, which
1: typically doesn't happen in metal. In fact, if this sounds familiar to you fans of Camaro Summer, that's because 707 guitarist Todd Haworth went on to play on Ace Frehley's solo project, Frehley's Comet. Ace took this song, reworked the chorus, and turned it effortlessly from heavy metal, M-E-D-A-L, right Steve, into Camaro <laughs> Summer, uh, a song called Calling to You. We were gonna feature it on the show, but it didn't make the top ten. Go and listen to the two songs next to each other. It's weird. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I and I think you pointed out that this was actually co-written by Jonathan Kane. Yes. From Journey. What I found out is that he did the synth opening.
1: Oh. So if you look on the Ace Freely version, he's not credited as a writer. Right, they took him out of there and yeah. Ace Freely put his name in there. So maybe Germany knows a little something about, uh, heavy metal. Ger- oh yeah, Because hey. they turned
3: this song into it
0: when that-, hint,
1: that hint. Um, do I have any other fun facts about this? Did
3: you guys ever play the Atari 2600 game, Megaforce?
1: No. Not that good. <laughs> oh, oh, this song hit number 62 on the Billboard charts, but Ace Frehley's song, I found no evidence of it charting, which is yeah. funny. It's like, Ace Frehley was like, listen, like when, when Todd Horth came in, he's like, Listen, Junior, no one likes a nerdy song called Mega Force. Force. That's dumb. I'm going to write a song about real rock and roll called Calling to You. It's going to be a big hit. Nope. Yep, <laughs>
3: nope. Fuck you, Ace Freely. No. Yeah. Have you guys seen the movie? Yeah, it's great. It's pretty fucking great. great. It's awesome. It's like these dirt bike dudes fighting in the desert. Hal Needham, right? Yeah, Hal Needham, who oh, was shit, a stuntman uh, who turned director. He also did Cannonball Run, Smokey oh. and the Bandit, and Rad. He's the greatest. Yeah. This, died this did not make the movie. Oh, wasn't it what? at the end? I don't know, maybe it I did. I thought it was like, cl- no, you know what? Oh, I was going to say it didn't make the movie, but it made the soundtrack. I think it's the other way around. It's on the soundtrack, but maybe like fills in the closing credits or something.
1: I don't know. So some of these songs did, were for movies and
4: didn't
3: make it. Yeah. Actually, almost all of them are in movies. You know, yeah.
4: here, Here's another thing about uh, the the heavy metal that just happened in the song. There's a, usually a little slight breakdown towards the you know the ending you're like eh, songs typically have it but they like to slow it down a little bit before they kick back in the gear that gives you time to catch your breath you mm-hmm. have some water hydrate yeah hydrate mm-hmm. kind of remind yourself where you're going and then you got to go back
2: so there we are See, I kind of hear this more like a
0: yeah.
2: A movie song, but it's also got the kind of song that's like designed to play at a football game while the Blue Angels do a pregame flyover. Yeah, you know, sort kind of, of rock you like a hurricane. Kind yeah, of the patriotic yeah. pageantry kind of thing. It's you know it's designed to produce a compliant populace that will acquiesce to imperialist military adventures. Hmm. Good point. Yeah,
0: yeah, I see that. Fear is an aberration. Fear is the air that cows breathe. Fear. It's the first taste of defeat! Number nine. That's right. That's
4: right. A little little scared. (laughs) Woo! That's the spirit of the
1: warrior talking right there. There's that synth fanfare, baby. There it is.
4: Maybe the greatest synth intro of all time. Aches and cramps be gone. This is John Cafferty, Sands, his beaver brown, with Hearts on Fire from Rocky IV. Total call to arms. Uh,
1: That's what that synth is It's a call to arms It's Rocky IV soundtrack Keep your hearts away from open flames, people I think I mentioned before How uh, this this song is next to Survivor's Burning Heart I think I might have mentioned that in an earlier podcast uh, On the Rocky IV soundtrack And Burning Heart is more plot rock than heavy metal by Survivor clearly read the Rocky IV screenplay before writing that song.
4: I also think that Eye of the Tiger is slightly plot rocky too which is one of the reasons why I didn't make this list. Yeah,
3: yeah it's got certain aspects to plot rock but i I put it about a about a 40% on the Plotsky
2: scale. Yeah, the plot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Plotsky. Yeah. I mean, it's no uh, coincidence. It's Swedish, it's Yak. Oh, Yak Plotsky. It's no coincidence that this was in the most jingoistic Rocky movie of all. The ultimate aim of heavy metal, of course, is not... Not just to inspire the individual but to win the cold war against those filthy soviet collectivists and make everyone feel better about getting our asses kicked by a bunch of commies in vietnam am i right guys yeah america yeah but
4: yeah. It, also it won the cold war mm-hmm. yeah. and brought russia and the united states together i guess if it's, that's a bad thing yeah but I they're guess. our
2: enemy again now well it's yeah. not it's not rocky's fault yeah yeah
1: Rocky's gonna have to be... He, Rocky... Creed is up to, to bring us Oh team. No, Creed, Creed's gonna Creed, fight ISIS. Creed's gonna box Putin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. to be Putin. Yeah. Putin's getting in the
4: ring. I uh, would watch that. This song has a couple near-knocks against it. It's a tad sentimental, and it's very close to being a love song, but it's not. It talks a little too much about hearts, desires, and fevers. It's very dangerous. You're walking on a razor's edge of love. But they pull it back and make it very clear that it's about accomplishment.
1: That you're you're going after an award of some kind. That you're going to have a medal by the end of this song. And this song has something like the slow part toward the end that you talked about for yeah. stretching. Oh, this is the part here. This is the part here. It's all discordant. So it's like it's like getting all discordant. Like the song is giving itself obstacles to overcome. And then you the, the, the overcome them. The moment of truth is here. It's So good. And this is the part where you're you're screaming while you're lifting. Mm-hmm far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. spot me. Yeah, yeah.
3: Let's talk about John Cafferty. That guy's fucking fantastic. i and
1: mean, just, I mean, I'm Bob Seger adherent. Well, obviously. I was gonna say
3: he's way more prolific than people give him credit for, mm-hmm. and I was gonna say, do you have any idea why,
1: JD? Because he uses the I'm Bob Seger system. There you go. Gets, yeah. you pre-order the t-shirts at yarmark.com. Yeah. Also,
4: th- he knows how to drive a song. This is, go- this is, this thing is going. Doubts have no room to creep in. You're laser focused. The synth never relents on this song And Cafferty can fucking yarl I don't, I don't know if you can hear that But but I want to say One of the ri- co-writers It was also written by Vince DiCola And Joe Beans Esposito who Frank, Oh, Beansy Oh, Frank and Sly work with off, often and, So Beans technically makes an appearance on this But the difference between Beans and Cafferty Is he can't It's the difference in the yarling
1: Cafferty can really get it out there and yeah.
2: I thought there was only one bean in Joe Bean Esposito.
1: Well, he's beansy to us. He's a good fellow good Okay, good beansy. point. Good
2: point. Yeah, sure when you know him beans. like we do. I'm pretty sure he's got two beans. Man, what would English-language rock songwriters do if fire didn't rhyme with desire?
0: <laughs> you can't bring pain upon the body of the ultimate wire that i never felt before. These things only raise the intensity and the inferno of the power. Number eight.
3: Man, why didn't that guy run for governor?
0: (laughs) He may
4: have. Oh, okay, here we go. This is a slightly more determined synth opening here. Maybe a maybe a few jumping jacks to warm up. Because this is gonna rock. This is Night Ranger with Secret of My Success from the not not metal movie Secret of My Success. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't hinder the Knights of Ranger. No,
3: it, they still rock it. It makes it even more rocking because the, the movie like I think Michael J. Fox sleeps with his aunt and delivers some mail. <laughs> yeah, and a big bill. It's about yeah.
4: it's about going up from the mail room to the
3: boardroom. Yeah. Is that what the- and and there's one scene where he's in the pool and somebody yanks down his, his uh, bathing suit
1: and he's clearly wearing a jock strap hmm. Streets it- are on fire in this one, everyone. Mm-hmm. Streets catch on fire. Yeah. No hearts on fire. Streets. Burning
4: streets. And in case anyone was wondering in the room, Uh, Apparently, the secret to success is living 25 hours a day, Mm -hmm. um, which goes hand-in-hand with uh, giving 110 percent.
2: Yep, we learned that from sports back in the 80s.
4: Yeah, it's it's definitely a key to life's victories. But you see, in metal, the impossible is possible. Only the boundaries of your own dreams can hold you back, so max your
3: goals to infinity. Yep, that's the secret. I know, I know. I was, uh, you saw me up moving around earlier. I'm mm-hmm. having a hard time sitting. This song is one of my favorite tropes in it, where they yell out the instrument and then you hear it. It's like, what the sound of the guitar! And then the guitar starts
1: wailing. Oh, Fucking no. awesome. Here's, here's the, the lyric. This has the best lyrics. The streets are on fire. Never seen it before. It's like the sound of electric guitars. And then electric and then, guitars come. Yeah. There's here's some other choice lyrics in this song. Run a comb through my hair. Head out for some new foreign land. How cash is that? <laughs> uh, and then, um, with nothing to show, just sweat from my soul. Oh. Yeah,
3: and hearts will be broken. There's more stuff happening to hearts than just setting them on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a little. It's a little scary. I have to
4: imagine that that heart he's referring to as enemy or whoever he's going up against in whatever competition he may be doing back there. Yeah,
2: yeah like this sound this t- like musically I'm I'm kind of surprised to hear Night Ranger doing something that sounds like it could be this metal to me, like M E T A L. Uh, hey. Like this sounds like a European power metal song about imaginary soldiers from an imaginary kingdom triumphing in battle.
3: Guys, uh, for everybody at home, there is a lot of fist pumping going on in this studio
1: tonight. Okay, and this song also has a spark of yacht rock In its sweaty soul. Not only with the lyric, It's Amazing To Me, What a Fool Fool. Will Believe to Bet By, What a Fool Will Believe Mm -hmm. to Bet By, and it also has a co-writing credit by David Foster from
4: Airplay. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. So, regarding the 25th hour, just a. Just to think about it again, I, I'm not sure if exactly what they mean, but I think they they get an extra hour of sleep at night. I think, it,
1: think it means now. they have a, they have a time machine that can only take him back one, one hour. hour and only works once a day. Oh. Do you think? He, think do you I, think he lives in Chicago and goes uh, across the? Yeah, he just goes across the border. To in like Indiana.
3: Indiana. It's Indiana. Indiana. Doesn't change times.
2: No yeah. fucking assholes. I think it means we're actually supposed to work 25 hours a day with no extra pay for overtime because that's what uh, competitive capital demands of the workers
4: or get an extra hour of sleep if rest
1: is important m-e-d-a-l everyone
0: but there shall be warriors that shall fall flesh burning (laughs) rise bones walking (laughs) To accept the challenge of black magic, you have placed upon me. Number seven.
1: Wow. That's, that's a hunter. Actually, went in the future. Took that speech from uh, Trump. Eight. <laughs> Trump. The end of Trump's second term. Yeah, it's gonna be great. The future's
4: gonna look great. Oh, all right. Here's that opening synth again. Yep. A little long, so this might be a good time to grab a drink of water. This is John Farnham with Break the Ice from Rad, which is a movie about bicycles, but I'm convinced that John thought this was going to be an extreme (laughs) figure skating movie, (laughs) so he wrote this
3: song. This is, uh, this is played over the opening credits, and it's really, really long. When yeah, they're bicycle dancing. They're right? bike dancing. Which, you know, I used to do BMX and skateboarding <laughs> and stuff like that. Bike dancing was never a thing.
0: <laughs>
1: I bet it was. Yeah? I bet it was. I'll dig into it. Well, not in we'll the
3: shit, not in the shit pit outside of Indianapolis, Indiana, where I was living. Oh, at Oh, okay. Nobody was without, any, without any, without uh, any daylight savings time. <laughs> Maybe they just misheard break dancing and thought bike yeah. dancing was a cool thing to do. Yeah. Well, whatever. The movie Rad is underrated. and You guys should all go watch
1: it. It's pretty rad. Um, this guy's also aiming straight for your heart. So that's mm. another thing happening to a heart.
4: Gotta love those hearts. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's his enemy and not a love interest, but. They make it very clear. Oh, the thing about this song is there's a lot of mixed perspectives in it. Uh, first it's I alone, then it's we, then it's you, then it's back to me. So if, if, so if any of it's going to make sense, I believe he is tapping into the warrior spirit, asking the gods to give him strength to unlock the warrior within its icy prison.
1: Well, I think that this is a song about being introduced to a new coach. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about a guy who didn't think he had it in him to win an individual sport. But with this new coach, he's going straight to the top. They're gonna feed off each other's desires and form a symbiotic relationship. The coach is gonna grip him psychologically and destroy all of his mental blocks that he has and help him win the medal. It's It's like when Hunter met Dave. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll let you two figure out who's coaching whom.
3: Oh, we know. We kind of take turns.
1: I, I don't think that's what this song is about at all. I think
2: I think this is the song that a soldier has to sing to himself as he prepares to enter battle the next day, knowing he may die. Not sure whether the cause he is to die for is just or whether he is merely a pawn to be sacrificed <laughs> (laughs) to the self-interest of powerful men whose insatiable greed knows no limits. That's what I think. Or if he has
3: to go to a party, and he's single, and he has to meet somebody, and he doesn't want to do it, but he goes up to them anyway, and he breaks the ice. No, and you, know, much, where that, that's you know where literary. that
2: ice is. You know where that ice is. It's in Siberia. Did you say Isis? we're gonna beat the Ruskies. Uh, I, I, oh yeah, I, I we gotta talk. break
4: the Isis too. <laughs> I want to talk before this ends about John Farnham a little bit. Yeah. He's he's a titan of metal. Uh, his work on Rad is fantastic. He's an English-born Australian who left his job as a plunder, that's plumber. That's the best kind to pursue singing. So his
1: soul needed metal to make it, and the warrior inside him had all, always existed. Uh, he was an, an Irish teen idol in the '60s and '70s, and then. An uh, Irish, Australian teen idol. And then he went on and was a lead singer of the Little River Band yes. in the early 80s. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why he sounds familiar. Yes. And
4: they do have some metal. I found John Farnham's version of the Little River Band has no. metal.
0: Have attached themselves to the outer structure. They're seeping through, dealing me, feeding me with the power to survive. They ride on my back for my protection. Number six.
3: He does sound a little like Trump. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
1: ooh. Listen to that. Yeah, synth, a synth riff opening <laughs> up the yeah. song. Huh. Weird. Yeah, this
4: is a nice, simple, melodic synth open. Just enough time to take a pee, perhaps. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Single shake. Got to get back out there. This is, oh yeah! This is White Sister with Touch the Sky, a very rare gem from the Josh Brolin vehicle thrashing.
2: Yeah. Man, you guys have watched a lot of bad movies. Bad movies? (laughs)
3: Listen, Mr. Easy Wickening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: so where to begin? We got White Sister here. These guys are from Burbank. Not a lot of information, but they're from Burbank. Mm Kind of sweet. Super AOR a- uh, hard rock they uh, were discovered by Greg I never pronounce this out loud is it Geoffrey
2: I've never pronounced it out loud Geophria?
4: either but I I re- G I U F F R I A I always thought it was Geoffrey but from it was in the uh, would probably be a bald metal band Angel G They're kind of, kind of proto bald metal House of Lords Very perhaps? good yeah very good band which, I'll, which maybe they'll make a bald metal list eventually, who or knows? maybe they'll make a different I'm sure we'll keep doing them. This song was never <laughs> officially released, but you can go to lead singer Dennis Churchill, uh, Churchill Drees' oh website God. for the best version out there. That's how I had to find this song, I had to go to this guy's website.
1: Um, I think this is the heaviest heavy metal song yet. Like, these guys are, re- are really weighing down the song with some heavy beef. They really have a hard time believing that with well, so much American beef in their guts they'll be able to fly. But hey, if they listen to their own song, they can achieve anything, right? Yeah. Even human flight after a heavy beef meal. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, absolutely. Hey, wh- as you were saying in the last song, this also could be interpreted as a as a coach relationship. But between the last one and this one, it could also be could have also been channeling that spirit of the warrior. Could have mm-hmm. been the coach, the inner coach. As the the warrior will take you into the stratosphere to show you the secrets of achievement so high, you'll touch the sky, if you know what I'm saying. See,
2: I I don't hear that. I hear the Blue Angels turning around for a second (laughs) approach to the stadium as the crowd roars its approval before the might of our superior military technology. Once again, we're going to make America great. We're going to come alive! Our cultural self-image will return to the smug, complacent assumptions of empire. I really, I, I, you, Once, just like you were saying about Trump, this is the triumph of fascist imperialism. <laughs> People really
4: need to go to that dude's uh, website because this is a great song. It's hard to find, it's an amazing song.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a science question. So mm. when we're touching the sky, yeah. Does it does that just mean raising our hands outdoors? Like, how high do you have to go before you touch the sky? Also, if you have to go into the air to touch the sky, why are these guys satisfied with merely touching it? I feel like they'd be happy if they could achieve flight just below the sky, but close enough where they can extend their arms and touch the sky a little bit. It does, I don't know, it doesn't uh, seem like they're going high I'll try high to
4: enough. explain, it's only because I listen to a lot of these songs. Um, the touch this, touching the sky is 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 at the barrier of your the limits of your dreams. Okay.
3: So so if you well, can s- according to the Christian Science Monitor, it's right under your feet.
4: Okay. Well, if you walk <laughs> up to the highest point that you can find where your dreams are, and then put your arms out, you're actually going beyond your dreams, oh, and you're
1: touching the sky. That's great. Thank you, Hunter. You're welcome.
2: We should call the podcast Beyond Dreams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> huh. oh. Oh.
1: Podcast, and here we come. They're clapping. I got my own bone to pick. Why do you have a bone to pick? Some shit you pulled a couple weeks ago. I'm making up for it. Hey, we're in New Jersey, everyone. Welcome to
3: New Jersey. Yeah, you got to pull some shit. You going to swap out one of my favorite bands with a song from some asshole that promotes the fucking lifestyle of homeless people.
1: Hey guys, this is the Misfits. Die, my darling. New Jersey's darling. Welcome to Misfits. New Jersey, New
3: York's retarded little brother. <laughs> I'm a real big Misfits fan, the invented horror punk, and they finally got together for a reunion. I've yet to hear how it was other than Doyle was out of tune. I love Doyle. This song.
4: I love the fret taps yeah. and the feedback noise. How do you come up with that? It's fucking crazy. We we saw Danzig mm-hmm. doing Misfits song a couple years years ago, and even he was amazed by the simple genius of all of his songs. Yeah. He he audibly went,
3: "Man, this, this is song really is good. Fucking yeah. short and, and he, to the uh, point." And he holds his uh, microphone upside down and flexes. It's really oh, cool. So you get a gun show. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, where was I going? New Jersey! Oh yeah, New Jersey!
1: Uh, it's where Neil Diamond's fellow Jewish rocker friend Bruce Springsteen was born. Uh I prepped a lot of Neil Diamond facts (laughs) to throw Dave off the scent.
3: Um, but don't forget the original Jewish singer, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. However, not all music from New Jersey is good. They also spawn garbage acts like William Hung and Bon Jovi. <laughs> uh, not to mention New Jersey bon is the Jovi. third largest producer of cranberries in the United States. I can't believe you just insulted William Hung like that. I know. I, I William Hung, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You do not deserve to be in the same sentence with no Bon Jovi. No one has ever
4: massacred a William
1: Hung song at karaoke. No. I've been to the New Jersey airport, and i got to say, I can tell some real gems were born in that state. What I've been state. there too, it's terrible. Um, the musical Jersey Boys was about Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. The musical Jersey Girls was about Whitney Houston having a long dinner conversation with Queen Latifah. Oh, like my dinner with Andre? Yes. But with songs? Except Fantastic. Except spelled M-E-D-A-L. <laughs>
2: Thank you for clarifying that. I couldn't hear in my head what the proper word was going to be.
3: New Jersey State song, of course, is uh, Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Which is about getting the fuck out of New Jersey. Yeah, it's about getting out of uh, New Jersey because it's a suicide rap. we got
1: to get out while we're young. New Jersey! If you're wondering uh, who's from old Jersey, there's some modern-ish music types like Andy Chatterley and Nirnia Pallet. Also, cellist Gerard LeFevre is from there and wrote the State of Jersey anthem in 2007, called Island Home, because Old Jersey is an island. Yeah, they raised cows there. Fun fact. I think.
3: Yeah, Jersey's part of the uh, the UK. Jersey and Guernsey, they're the little island uh, fuckers. Yeah. Let's go into the
1: plug hole. All right.
3: Oh wait, didn't surprise us oh. this week.
1: And it's not going to surprise anymore. Didn't me. lube us up. First. From now on, plug hole is always going to be found after the 50 state segment.
3: feralaudio.com.
1: Here's Ocean City Defenders bed again. I just want to play this all the time after last week's bumpers. Follow Ocean City Defender at Twitter at Defender. Let him all know he does a, let them know he does a good job.
3: Hey, you guys tired of looking like a fucking asshole? Then go to yes. yachtrock.com and pick up your beyond yacht rock t-shirts. Oh, they are fantastic. They're premium. They'll make you look like a million bucks, not like but, an asshole. But you won't pay that much for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, as of this recording, I have 2 I'm Bob Seger shirts left in my Etsy store. They will be gone by the time this recording happens, you hope. So Fingers head o- crossed. So yep. head over to yachtrock.com to pre-order and I am Bob Seger shirt. Oh, it's Jesus. not over. We are have oh, them. Fuck you. We'll have them available for pre-order in oh. every size imaginable. God all you it. little fellas. All you big ladies. They're they're what good it? for dusting. <laughs> you, you can use them to wash your car. Uh, and all proceeds go to our podcast business. So fuck you guys. We're gonna enrich each other with this wonderful system. Did you, now. did you
2: redesign them to be better looking shirts?
1: They're great shirts. Gee, I have... so many I people are buying them. So Even they're people black are, and white. Yeah. People are so happy with them. They're posting them on. They're posting on Twitter. They all look like a million dollars.
3: I never had a problem with the design. I always quite like the design. Listen, Thank Thank you you Hunter, much. I don't
2: think in black and white. Okay. Um.
1: Listen. <laughs> hey, Rhetoric Coffee is still our sponsor, I think Yeah, yeah. Hey, as, of, as of today Go to yeah. RhetoricCoffee.com uh, Put in the promo code Rock, And you get 30% uh, off uh, Yeah your first bag of beans. Our uh, beans. Steve, Art
3: you want to spell rhetoric for everybody? R H E T O R
2: I C. Go
3: yes. on. Dude. He's a
2: great speller. Yeah. Well,
3: didn't went you to win a Net- spelling
1: bee?
2: I went to the National Spelling Bee. Cool. I went to the National Spelling Bee in 1989 and I finished 29th. Bean wow. meat. Boom. Great rhetoric Coffee.
1: Yeah. Uh, check out Yacht Rock Review. At Club Bahia on Wednesday, September 28th. Get your tickets at clubbahia.com.
3: Man, nope. make your signs telling them that the songs playing are playing, yeah, aren't yacht rock? Uh-huh. Do you know where that place is now, Dave? On Sunset? Yeah, that's what it is. Yep, it's in, was it Echo Park? It's in Echo Park,
4: right? Yeah, just a little past Echo Park. I mean, you're getting into downtown area. Okay. The, okay. the region it's good over there.
1: It's good by by Or Beaudry? Is, that's a little, yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah I right think Beaudry. Yeah. We have yeah. fans in Nebraska, guys. Clip oh, it. Clip it! Sorry. Um. Any anything else to plug? Any more streets in Los Angeles? Uh, Sixth Street. All right. It's a good street. Alameda. Uh Randy
3: Randy Newman liked it. All right.
0: Great. I live at the end of a dead end street, and there's no way out, and all there is is darkness and pain. Number
4: five. Oh boy. (sighs) Well, if you live in the street and where all there is is darkness and pain, maybe you need this song with this classy little opening with the piano synth mod, rather than the classic Space Blast. That comes later. This is Be Good to Yourself, which reminds me again... Oh, by Journey, excuse me. Which reminds me again, be sure to stretch, no one else will do it for you.
1: This has been my personal heavy metal anthem for years and years and years. Whenever I'm feeling low, Be Good to Yourself makes me feel better. Well, I think, I think it might be. Wait for it. What? Wait what? for it. Wait, wait for what? I think it might be my favorite Journey song. Whoa!
2: Raised
4: on radio? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. They were. They knew what they were doing by that point in their career.
4: Holy moly! Yeah. This is a. This is a great. I don't know if they ever released this like as a video. I think it was live. But the live video is great. A lot of good energy
1: up there. Steve Perry's walking around. I think he has tails on in the oh, video. Of course he does. He does so much, so much amazing Steve Perrying in this song. He makes a chorus, which is basically the lyrics of the chorus are Be good to yourself when nobody else will be good to yourself. That's it, that's the chorus, but he makes it sound like a million words.
4: Yeah, and it's great. This is an easily achievable goal that will ultimately take you to the finish line. This is a great, great song to start the top of the playlist. It's gonna send us to, to, the, to home,
1: number one. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Um, and unlike the other songs we've heard today, Journey's advice here is actually something you can incorporate into your life. What else have we heard? Break the ice inside of you, touch the sky, live 25 hours a day. How do you do any of that? But be good to yourself, that's easy to that's, do. That's what I was saying, easily achievable. Sometimes you gotta start small
4: and then raise your goals.
3: You know some people may say this is the only song on our list that isn't in a movie But I'd say fuck you you stupid asshole You're forgetting about the 1987
1: Kevin Bacon vehicle Whitewater and, Summer And the thing about this song is I was forgetting that The thing about this song is You can't ruin it By figuring out how it's a part of America's worst self Well
2: I'm going to say, is this is oh. the first song that doesn't feel like a right-wing, Reagan version of manhood thrusting oh, Steve dominance all reach over the rest of the world. Go for it, but Steve. Come on. I'll say, I'll say this, though. It Be does, a downer. Do it. It, does it. Su- it sounds suspiciously similar to <laughs> consumer capitalist platitudes about treating yourself. There we you know, go. To some purchased goods. There it is. Because you deserve to spend that disposable income you worked so hard for. Yeah. Never questioning whether the rewards offered by the system were truly worth there going after in the first place but i do trust steve perry to be in touch with the human soul enough not to mean that the message
1: however could be easily misinterpreted so it's a nuke it's got the power of a nuke did you just hope you'll never have to use? Great. And I think you just
3: described the plot to White Water Summer, right? I don't know. I watched the I watched the trailer and I uh, couldn't get through that.
2: Yeah, I'm
3: scared. Uh, but this is Be Good to Yourself. Yeah. You sure it's not just a, a Jack track?
0: Uh,
1: what's Whoa. that, Dave? Well,
3: you know, like a jerk jam.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: Diddle did diddly? Be good to yourself diddy. when nobody else will. No. Yeah. A diddy.
0: My voice, and it will be again. My opponent only knows defeat. And I will not deny him. Number four.
3: Yeah. Oh, I fucking love this one. Yeah, this
4: is a team. This is intro's a team effort. It's not just the synth. You got oh. some you got some limb drum in there, you got some clicking guitar, and that slow synth build. Pull your socks up, it's number one BYR artist. Sammy Hagar with Winner Takes It All from the Stallone Opus,
2: Over the Top. How did he become our number one artist? He's He's just so
1: great. Yeah. I I had no idea that this song was Sammy Hagar for years. This guy just keeps cranking out hits, and it makes sense he's such a success when he has a song like this of his very own to listen to when he's mentally blocked at a tequila marketing meeting. You know, it's like, hey, hey Sammy, Cabo Wabo needs a new catchphrase. Anybody got anything? What do you, you got anything, Sammy? And Sammy's like, give me a few minutes. I'm going to go in my office and listen to Winner Take It All. I have an idea in no time.
3: This is almost a perfect fucking song. The guitar is so hot, and I listen to this, and I, I don't understand why he couldn't bring more of this into Van Halen. This is you, fantastic. You know, the bands. Band,
1: you know the crazy irony of this one is... Uh, he was in Van, Eddie Van Halen Eddie Van, when Van, he wrote no, it. And Eddie Van Halen plays on this song. Sammy Hagar said, take a hike. You're playing bass, Van Halen. Let me take the guitar on this here's,
3: one. Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. Now that he was in Van Halen, Eddie wasn't going to let him out of his sight. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, all right, <laughs> you can do this, <laughs> but I'll I'll sit in and play bass. <laughs> also, also, he wanted to hang out
4: with Stallone
3: and a bunch of arm wrestlers. Well, yeah, who wouldn't want to do that? Uh,
4: so what makes this song great is simple mathematics. Sammy really breaks it down. Winners win. Mm-hmm. Losers lose. Bingo. Mm-hmm. There's a beginning and an end. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, you need your mind, then the soul, mm-hmm. then the heart. So if we're if anybody's paying attention at home, it's simple. Remember that it's mind, soul, then body we've all had it wrong that's why you need hagar that's why he's always on these lists perspective
0: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah say your prayers eat your vitamins when you go swimming bring a buddy this song reminds me of just how bipolar sammy hagar's catalog is because the highs are high and the lows are fucking low
1: let me tell you something about another high in this song you hear that driving, incessant, almost electronic beat? Absolutely. That's our man, the king of that beat, Giorgio Moroder.
0: Yes! He wrote
1: this song along with Eddie Van Halen, and Sammy got a writing credit, and a guy named Tom Whitlock. Whitlock! Whitlock and Moroder also wrote a little song we're all familiar with, Highway to the Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. He's also written for post-yacht Michael McDonald, unlike his album in the 90s.
4: And I believe they also did Meet Me Halfway for The Log. With Loggins? Yeah. Yeah. But
2: that didn't make the old... Y- I want to say This is a good Sammy Hagar song I'm on board with this The problem though with this winner take all mentality (laughs) Is that it prevents people From working together To share the prosperity And achieve their dreams For a common future we need we need to get we need to get past this idea as a society that there are winners and losers all the time and the winners always win and the losers are just doomed to live out the rest of their shit lives listen, listen. in you're poverty making, and misery. You're making
4: good points, but we're talking about heavy metal today, and in heavy metal, it's very individual. It's not collective. Yeah, that's felt,
2: more metalcore. Why, why do the people need four white guys from Michigan all saying these songs are awesome? We need a dissenting voice this episode, and I'm happy to be that. I have
1: a rewrite for you, Steve. What's that? Winner takes it all and distributes it to his bros. Yeah! Right from the beginning to the end. Let's get a little
0: cooperation. I lay inside wondering if the warriors that speak to me, do they want in? Do they want out? Do they want to go to the place I am headed? Number three.
4: That's right. What the hell is he talking about? That's the inner warrior. You gotta gotta figure Mm -hmm. out where you're going. All right, this is a great intro. He's
3: trying to bang a fan.
1: He sold, he sold a lot of pay-per-view subscriptions with that, with that speech right there. Yeah. So this wow. is an interesting intro because
4: you get, it starts with a guitar solo, then the synth, then vocals. <laughs> so what the fuck is going on? This is a game changer. Why is this a game changer? This is Stan Bush with, the, with his greatest heavy metal song. This is Dare from the legendary metal soundtrack, Transformers the movie. How would you spell metal? M-E-D-A-L?
1: Got it. Yeah. Thank you for, for doing this for me, guys. It's no problem. I know We know you get confused, and it gets tiring to re-explain things all the time. We want you to take a break, Steve. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, I've
4: had a long week. So as <laughs> I mentioned before, metal is Stan Bush's genre, and he would dominate the heavy side. I mean, he's improved two Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, Bloodsport and Kickboxer. And he wrote some metalcore to close the 1996 Olympics called Capture the Dream. He even put it all together for an album called call to, or "Titled Call to Action."
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy just gets this this arpeggio in the chorus here. One of my favorite things in rock and roll. That synth arpeggio sound. Oh, oh, and by the way, that, that "Call to Action." Total Kenny Loggins. Uh, what's that album cover? Uh, oh, Rainfartin. Yeah.
4: Um,
1: High, adventure. High adventure. High adventure. Oh Report. yeah, we're yeah.
3: doing the Indiana Jones thing. Yeah.
4: yeah, he's doing Indiana Jones. I mean, that was the Kenny. Kenny Loggins can take credit for the. I mean, there was a that was a, a lot of that was going on at the time. You had "Romancing the Stone," sure, the yep. Nile. yeah, um. <laughs> Quart- uh, what Alan Quartermain. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. there's some other ones? Uh, uh, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> bonsai. Um there's a fight there's a fi- there's a fire in the heart in this song. It's another heart on fire. And of all these songs listening to today, this is the one that best strings together inspiring cliches. Yes. But yeah. I guess you don't have to expect creative elevation from a guy named Stan Bush.
0: And
2: <laughs> uh, I'll, s- I'll say, even if I'm trying to be a cantankerous leftist killjoy, it's hard not to get swept up in the soaring majesty of Dare by Stan Bush. But let me remind you all. That this song was created for a badly animated movie whose sole purpose was to sell action figures. I'm talking about the original Transformers movie. The plot of that movie involved killing off all the toys most of us owned by that point (laughs) so they could reformat the syndicated TV series to be all about the new characters that we would have to collect. Oh, that's not true. That is absolutely true. If that was true, why
4: did did they change the ending of G.I. Joe the movie? Ooh, I wanna, never saw it.
3: I, I, I want to
1: talk about this bridge we're listening to. Oh yeah,
3: this, that that synth so, man. Yeah,
1: but this song, okay, wait, let's listen to this bridge again. <laughs> Here, okay. Yeah, that. So this song, it's amazing. This song you just is structure anymore. Like the first three fifths of the song is instruction. And the middle fifth, this part here, this is the big test. And the last two fifths of the song is just your fucking reward for passing that fucking test. It's the medal ceremony, if the medal were a sweet chorus van. Yeah. Ah, oh, I feel so good right now. And yeah. See,
2: so you gotta have that driving synth on here. You gotta program it to go faster than any normal human musician could go. That's what helps create this genre is the the availability of synth programming you can't let doubt seep into your soul you need the
1: synth to keep you focused that's it's very important and this synth is superhuman it is it very much is this this is a four minute mile beat if you run to this beat you'll run a mile in four minutes yeah
3: you know, uh, Transformers win was the very last role uh,
1: Orson Welles ever did. Yeah, he was the voice of a planet. Omicron. Well-known fact. Thanks for rehashing it. You're very welcome. It's a great movie.
0: The warrior only breathes the air of the brave. And the warrior only feasts on the throat of victory.
1: Number two. It's true. Ah, oh, here's a classic. Yeah, yeah, Hello, no synth fanfare. Uh, not Welcome ton- back. Not,
4: not, it's not putting a ton of pressure on you. Probably a good time to take a lap, keep your heart rate up. This is King Cobra with Iron Eagle parentheses Never Say Die and it's number two because it's King fucking, fucking Cobra. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe Dave or Steve will have a little more insight on King, on King fucking Cobra. Uh, from what I know, it's they were uh, Vanilla Fudge's drummer, Carmine Apice.
3: I've heard Apice and I've heard Apis, Ap- Apice. A piece, Apis, Apice, Apice. But this was his hair metal vanity project with an awesome name? Well, there were about 15 years between Vanilla Fudge and King Cobra. My theory is that Apiece got a taste of metal during a stint with Ozzy. He got a piece of it. Yeah. Apiece <laughs> was with him around the time of Bark at the Moon, and they formed King Cobra right after they parted ways.
2: See, I, and given given his musical pedigree, I was not expecting this song to sound this much like Night Ranger. Yeah, like soft Night Ranger, soft Night
1: Ranger. Um, I, I love the a song like this where a band uh, it seems to have written a song in this case I feel like King Cobra had a song just called never say die yeah and totally. their agents were like hey good news You got a job writing the rock and roll theme song for a movie called Iron Eagle, and they're like "Geez, guys Let's just say Iron Eagle in that song. We wrote called never say die. Yeah, just add it in <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Perfect these guys they have the spirit of the warrior inside of them.
1: They um, knew how to write a hit song Iron Eagle is the ultimate um, movie soundtrack movie because literally Literally, the boy in the movie—he steals a jet to save, to his, save dad, his dad because with, with gossip Jr. won't save him—and you know. He's got this little mixtape that he always listens to yeah. when he flies. The tape has got all the songs from the soundtrack yeah. on it, like Queen's One Vision, which is badass. Yeah. Yeah. What else did that one? Have? Oh, there's a Dio song called Hide the Rainbow, yeah. which has some good lyrics about survival, oh. but really has nothing else to do with his genre. He's usually trying to catch the rainbow. <laughs> He's hiding in it. And I, I highly recommend watching
4: the music video. To oh this. God, yes. It's it's it. Honestly, this is it's why the song is number two. It's pure heavy metal in visual form. It is. It's Summarize King Cobra has to go to boot camp and Louis Gassi Jr. is a spear. parking orders out Oh, well, That's
3: great. But after watching the video, I think they should have called themselves Carmine and the Creepy Arians. Yeah,
4: and you'll get that while watching it. <laughs> hey, these a the bunch of hair metal guys with like good haircuts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All blonde. Well, except for Except for Carmine um, and yeah. his big old fucking mustache. <laughs> yeah. so when I was a kid, like I thought Iron Eagle was just capitalizing off the success of Top Gun. But researching this, I realized that Iron Eagle came out four months before Top Gun. So it was only Iron Eagle 2 and Iron Eagle 3 that were capitalizing off <laughs> oh, the success yeah, of top so gun. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, let's be honest. These movies are all just preparing us for the inevitable war demanded by our nation's military-industrial complex. Reagan jump-started our economy in the 80s. Yes, he did. But not completely with tax cuts for the rich. He had massive Keynesian government spending directed at those businesses whose livelihoods depend on our worst instincts as humans. Oh, I'm gonna, I need a jet to go protect my family. It's all propaganda, people. Wake up. You're (laughs) going to love this next one. Kick the cockpit door down. Take the two pilots that have already
0: made the sacrifice so that you can face this challenge. You are about to enter a world close to parts unknown.
4: Like warriors. Number one. So, oh. yeah, I mean, that went went right over the double snare tap to open this intro. This is barely a synth intro. It's this the is the heaviest one yet. Yeah, this is gonna take us right into another gear. Watch out, it's gonna get heavy. We got cheap trick, not letting Top Gun get outshined by Iron, an Iron Eagle. This is Mighty Wings, which fully embraces the spirit of the warrior. Love
1: me now. There's a heart on fire in this song, guys. There's another one. Yeah. Another heart on fire. It happens. Things are on fire. There's rage. Rage. You know, you know what else? There's another one of. It's another
2: lesson from Vietnam swept under the rug in favor of reclaiming a nation's adolescent fantasies of invincibility and power that overrides values and faces no consequences. Boom! It, it's also the best song on the
4: Top Gun soundtrack. I know that's a controversial statement. Ooh, very metal. controversial. It is huge, but this is peak metal. It, it doesn't relent. It continues to push, push you to greater things. Many accolades will be had. It just, it just—if this doesn't get you going, nothing will.
1: This song is amazing. Top Gun soundtrack is great because it all it all feels like a cohesive piece, and that's thanks to Harold Faltermeyer, yeah. who wrote this song and the Top Gun uh, anthem. That um,
3: song is so fucking good. That would have been the the song my wedding party walked into if my best friend Dave hadn't beat me to it.
1: Uh, so Harold Faltermeyer was sort of a Giorgio Moroder protege. Giorgio groomed him to be the next Kaiser of synth pop movie music. Faltermeyer also wrote "Axel F" for *Beverly Hills Cop*. Genius. That anthem, like I said, and one of the most badass pieces of movie music ever written. That *Top Gun* anthem. It's almost like instrumental heavy metal. So fucking good.
4: I love this. I love this song. I, I don't there's not much to say about it. It's, it's raging fire. He's getting going higher and higher Everything
1: is happening in this song now Do you think mighty wings is a metaphor for airplanes or a woman's spread legs? It's now listen to me listen okay. listen I mean like there's a lyric I want to ride like I want to ride the silver dove There it is you're saying it like So that's exactly like a vagina. Like I want to cut like a razor blade uh, till Razors are yeah. in
2: this. Yeah, uh, till it's got I feel, everything. till I
1: feel like I want to feel like her pubes are the night and his dick is the razor blade and the way he wants to feel is having an orgasm. Oh, and it sounds a like how person. somebody died in the movie Seven. Yeah, it does. Yeah, what? maybe it's about airplanes. I think it's about airplanes. No, if
2: it's, if it's, it's about sex. And the uh, the song title should have been "Take My Imperialist Cock." That's what the song so, should have been called. Guys, it's about a. It's about
4: achieving great things by asking the warrior spirit to take you up higher and better than what you've done previously. That's clearly what the song's about. I don't know
2: what you guys. No, it's about taking my imperialist cock. I have a joke. Oh
3: wrote.
1: No, fantastic. Oh, Alright, joke uh, alert. your joke. Ridge joke. It's, it's, uh, here it's here your joke. Breakdown. Should we turn down the here music? No, oh, this is the no. breakdown. It's good. Oh. At this point in their career, I bet it was actually an expensive trick to get Cheap Trick to play a song on your soundtrack, but creatively, it kind of was a cheap trick.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't think so because in like 86, Cheap
2: Trick was not a hard get. Well, this is that their, was before the flame. Ah. This is pre-flame.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, you the know, flame they, was '88. They were uh, writing songs for such hit movies as Up the Creek. Huh. Yeah. They and I don't think they were a big. They're big fans of
4: this song of their own catalog. They kind of leave this out of the greatest hits. But I love it. It's yeah, pre- heavy metal.
2: Cheap Trick is more subversive than this. They could have easily done a song early in their career called "Take My Imperialist Cock" and it would have been hilarious.
1: You ready for the cool down? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's do it. Oh, oh! What's going on?
4: Oh, we got a, we got an outro. Guys, have a little surprise. When you get this pumped, you need a cool down. You, you know, you paid the price. Now this is, this right, is. I
2: got all riled up about leftist politics.
4: This is, this is a heavy, this is a heavy metal ice bath right here. <laughs> uh, it's some light cardio to get your heart rate back to normal. We've accomplished a lot today. So did the athletes of the 1984 Olympics And this was their gold medal song This is "Lover Boy" with Nothing's Gonna Stop You Now So enjoy as we finish our business We did it guys Nothing's and gonna stop us
3: Gentlemen, I, uh, I got a little treat for everybody um, Hunter, your playlist really inspired me
1: and I'd like to present you. Oh, oh wow. Oh, he's got a gold medal oh, for Hunter. Throw it to me? for oh, a, God, I it caught gold it. Gold medal. He threw it over to Hunter. Hunter caught it, and then he's looking at it with a nice smile on his face. These two are good friends. Uh, JD? Thanks for oh.
2: explaining everything, JD. I'm not going
1: to. No, he can't It's a see play this by stuff. play because people oh. can't. Oh. It's not like. It's not like I'll sp- pick it up. It's for like her. explaining a joke that everybody understood, Steve. Uh, and <laughs> Steve
3: for explaining oh. jokes and being the best speller. And my friend Wait, why did J.D. get a medal? I, I don't remember, he was talking over it i the poppy <laughs> And I, I got one for myself Alright and, uh, and We all got first place! There's one for Dustin, for being a great producer oh, Dustin.
1: This, is, this is such a boring bit
3: And they came in a pack of six, so here's one for your son
1: Hey! <laughs> okay, cool It's heavily visual What didn't make the list? Dave Hmm?
3: Oh, uh, you're the best around... Oh, wait, no, no, no. That was uh, mine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's uh, easily enough songs in this genre to do a sequel, so I'm going to pick one that musically fits the genre, but possibly lacking in lyrics because it's about a girl. I'm going with Jane by the best incarnation of the band Jefferson Starship. I'm going with... Because it sounds like right on right on par with these.
2: I'm going with You're the Best by Joe Bean Esposito from Karate Kid. Absolutely. When I first heard what with this, with this genre was, I was like, oh, it, this genre is... It's gonna be like songs like You're the Best, and I can't fathom how that one's not on here. I i can tell you why you can't fathom it. Uh, you want me to tell them you Yeah, want go, them ahead, them? go ahead. Go
4: it, ahead. It's I just don't like that song that much. I, I know everybody's heard it, and it's it's a fan favorite. But when it comes to the rest of these songs, when you listen to it, it's really when you compare it, it's really lacking. There's it's lacking uh, a heavy guitar in it to make
1: heavy metal. Yeah, listen to it. It's true. Hunter told me that. I got it. Um. You you brought this song to my attention. It was attention number complex. eleven, Steve. And we, we, we okay, okay. I'll accept that. And we talked we talked about this song earlier. Uh, this is Little River Band's "Playing to Win," sung by our man John Farnham. Uh, it's crazy to hear what the Little River Band was up to in the '80s, and they were kind of doing like uh, heavy metal, but That's like, what not quite doing. so heavy. Yeah, yeah. it was still kind of pretty heavy though. But they were playing to win by that point. So next episode, Hollywood Steve. Uh, Once again, the blackest of us all is bringing us Post-Motown. Shit Motown writers and musicians did after they left Motown. Hunter calls it... It ain't shit, though. (laughs) Hunter calls it... Po-town Po-town or, po- po- or, or, no. po-town or Pomo. Pomo Pomo That's what you call it Alright I, th- I just opened a beer With my metal Sweet Find this week's Heavy metal playlist by Reach, high at- Reach high Dave By J.D. Riznar on Spotify Go to YachtRock.com To buy t-shirts Read the captain's blog And see show notes By Tim Malcolm At Timothy Malcolm Send questions via Twitter At YachtRock Follow J.D. At J.D. Riznar Follow Hollywood Steve At Hollywood Steve H Follow David At David underscore B underscore Lions Follow Hunter At Hunter Stare Like Yacht Rock on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us become a more popular podcast. So get those reviews on there if you haven't yet. Give us some action. The algorithms measure action. Thanks to at Hunter Stare for sending the bumpers. He did a good job. Additional bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for rubbing us down with Ben Gay before the show. It was a weird choice, but he knew we'd have aches check out other feral audio podcasts at feral yeah and
2: keep keep those yacht or not questions coming we're going to do some mini shows with those uh, coming up still
1: be patient with us yeah be patient with us there's a lot keep reaching for your dreams and touch the sky
3: i can't believe you called frank stallone a wop
0: feral audio